Welcome to Solar Session. I'm Natasha. And I'm Amber. And we're We're both project project coordinators here at Option One Solar. And today we're going to be giving you a brief overview of the steps we'll be taking with your project. Two, one, and liftoff. Okay, so today we are going to be outlining the steps we'll be taking after you buy a solar system here at Option One Solar. So, So, Natasha, what happens when you first buy a solar system and the project comes to the construction department? Great question, Amber. So, the first step we'll be taking is giving the customer a welcome call. And in that welcome call, we give you a brief overview of all the steps we'll be taking within your project and so you know every step we'll be taking. What to um, expect down the road mm-hmm. and uh, timelines, things like that for the project. Yep. So during the welcome call, we will introduce ourselves, um, make it known what is going to happen next, and of course the following steps in the project. So what happens after the welcome call? So after the welcome call, you will be contacted by our site survey technician He'll give you a call, schedule a date that's best, um, you know, that works best in your schedule, date, time. He'll come out, survey the roof, make sure the proposed location that your sales representative went over can fit on the roof with no issues. He'll also take some photos of your electrical, and if you have an attic, he would like to go in there as well to make sure that we can run the conduit in your attic um, instead of on the roof, just because it's more of an aesthetic um, more of an aesthetic pleasing type of conduit run. Yeah. yeah. Conduit run. And a fun little thing that happens after the site survey is we have a tool which is called Scanafly and we're able to use that tool to see how the sun adjusts and moves throughout the day so we can accurately, um, determine how many panels you need and what the production will be throughout the year. That's pretty neat. The sales team does use, um, a, software to do this but this scanafly is just a second checker so it's just to be rather excuse me to be safe rather than sorry so we go out there double check obviously if we have to move any panels we make that adjustment um in the shade report that's what we call it yeah um so what amber was speaking on that's what we label a shade report so if we have to move any panels let's say the proposed location that your sales representative went over can't fit on there we, he changes that in the shade report, and that gives more accurate numbers um, just because it can, uh, you know, check up on the winter time, fall, all of that good stuff. So we just want to make sure what the sales representative told you, we can make that happen. So, Natasha, once the site survey is done, we collect all the photos, all of the documents, the shade mm-hmm. report, and we push it over to our plan designer. And he takes a couple weeks to generate blueprints. Um, It'll show the location of the panels. It'll show how everything is electrically wired. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we get into the documents that are required by the homeowner in order to proceed. And do I get to see those, those plans just to make sure that I like them? You do get to see the site plan. The site plan is the most important piece. It's going to show you the location of the panels. Mm -hmm. It's going to show um, where all the electrical equipment is going to go. And uh, do we like to send that to the homeowners so that way they can approve it and say that they like it and that they don't want any other changes made before submitting for a permit? So the paperwork that the customer gets will consist of 
four to five documents, including the site plan, like we mentioned, um, which will come with an approval to proceed, which is basically a um, form that explains that you are okay with this layout and we are good to submit for permitting. We'll include a smoke alarm affidavit, which is from the counties or from the cities, mm-hmm. um, explaining that you need to have all your smoke alarms in the house and your carbon monoxide detectors, and they will not physically need to come in to check. Okay. Um, along with that is the Southern California Edison documents. Mm-hmm. And what are those about? So the Southern California Edison documents, that's going to outline what exact solar system you're getting with us. We input all of that into the documents, send it your way. You review it and sign. Um, You'll be signing the name that's listed on the utility bill just so we can submit that to Edison after we install and after we pass your final solar inspection. Would you say it's common that homeowners have their spouses on their utility bills or their parents or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. So we see everyone's name on there, friends, family, um, all of that. So that's the biggest piece, too, is that we need them to sign to continue the process with Edison with no disruptions. And does it make a difference who's on the utility bill? No, not at all. It's... So what matters um, is the solar is on your home, and you're going to be receiving the credits. Um, you're going to be receiving the app. It doesn't matter whose name is on the bill, um, whoever owns the home, paying for the bills. That's the only person um, that would be getting the credits. Yeah, getting the credits. From medicine. Yeah. If you want to change anything throughout the process, um, it's never too late But the issue with that is after we create your plans and we submit it for permitting, the biggest thing is delays. So if you're okay with waiting additional weeks, possibly months, um, to continue throughout the process, then, you know, we can change it. If not, I would advise to get all of those um, questions, concerns, um, adders, you know, adders, um, you know, spoken changes. to about with either us or your sales rep, just so we know for sure what you want moving yep. forward. And what's an adder? So an adder can be, um, it's a broad term. So it can be a generation meter adapter that happens with Edison. It can be, um, a roofing quote or trenching or a battery or a battery, you know, specific, let's say you want a specific type of, um, color. I don't know. Color. For what? Color tile. Yeah, color or tile. Or if you want to add additional panels, um, or if you feel like you are missing something, these are the kinds of questions that we like to get the sooner, or sooner the better, because mm-hmm. it will help us continue the process more rapidly. And effectively. Than, yes. So we went over adders, and I just yeah. want to know and just make sure. Um, is it ever too late to add anything to the project? It's never too late. The only concern is um, we'd like to get our projects in and out as soon as possible so you're reaping the benefits of any um, solar and you're able to cut your utility bill. Having the adders will most likely elongate the the timeline of the project. So yeah, the sooner the better. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, quick note on the adder, since it's so broad. (laughs) So a quick note on the adder. um, It's never too late, like Amber had said, but each adder is different. So if it's a battery, obviously we have to attach that to the permit. 
If it's adding more panels, we got to attach it to the permit. Um, you know, generation meter adapter, that's a way longer process with Edison that we'll have to be taking. Yes. Um, every adder is different, so I advise to, um, you know, question your project coordinator or your sales representative and get more information on it. Um, if you're working with timelines, I would think about that as well. So once the customers approve their layout and sign their documents, what's the next step? So once you sign your plan design, your approval to proceed, we're notified to send it to our engineering team. And our engineering team, they give us calculations on your plans to make sure we can install on your roof. Um, the integrity of your roof will um, hold the panels. You know, any snow loads rare in the high desert, um, it's mainly for, you know, down the hill, yes. um, you know, places like that. So we need to get engineering calculations. It takes about a day or two, depends on the complexity of the project. But yeah. once we receive the engineering calculations, we go ahead and submit to your county um, or your city or what we like to say, AHJ, authorities having jurisdiction. And HOA, HOAs are fun. Mm. They are to... They're always different. Every HOA, every location, um, every city is always going to be a little bit different as far as HOAs go. Project coordinators do have a hand in your HOA approval. However, uh, majority of the time, it does tend to fall on the homeowner for responsibility as far as reaching out, finding mm -hmm. out what is required of us to um, get an HOA approval, um, if they need the plans, if they need just the proposal, if there's an application that needs to be signed. Oftentimes, you can see that you may need um, other homeowners' signatures. Signatures, yeah. Um, and then it takes a couple of weeks. Every, like I mentioned, every HOA is a little bit different. Yep. So, what's your experience with some HOAs? What's what's some HOAs that you have been like? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So, my biggest thing with HOAs, like she had mentioned, every HOA is different. So, I would advise go to your HOA, figure out the requirements, and speak to us about it. Um, they can cause some. Um, what's the word? Hiccups. Mm, yeah, we can just say hiccups. So HOAs can cause hiccups sometimes with the plan design. So you typically, typically you turn in the plan design to them. Um, they have their architectural committee, uh, committee overviewing them, making sure they agree with it. Um, sometimes they don't allow you to have the panels on the front of your house facing the street. Um, so that's an issue. Um, also, they don't want any of our equipment to be located on the outside of your home um, where your main service panel is usually located. Yeah. So you do have to be mindful. We would have to put it in your garage, somewhere where it's hidden from the eye. Um, so I would just advise looking into that, um, give a call to your representative at your HOA office, figure out those requirements. Um, if not, you can always send us the requirements in a PDF form, and we have no problem overviewing them, yeah. making sure we're compliant, um, and making sure that it's a quick and easy process. Nice. So what's the worst experience that you've had with an HOA, or the most difficult? Because I haven't had too many bad experiences with an HOA. Um yeah, I haven't had any bad experiences, but I would say I've had it prolong us to actually getting to the install um, yes. by a couple, um, you know, five to six months of 
um, problems working with them about it. So again, it just falls into the homeowner doing some digging, um, learning, you know, if your neighbor has solar, ask how their experience was. Um, maybe ask them, did they, did you run into any problems? What should I let my solar company know? I haven't had too many bad experiences with an HOA. I think then what's, what would be the easiest HOA you've worked with? Um, I would say probably Silver Lakes HOA or even, um, Jess Ranch HOA up here in the high desert. Yes. Um, pretty simple. Just need some signatures from the homeowners. (laughs) Send it in and it's smooth sailing. Yep. (laughs) So if the plans aren't approved for permitting, what happens? Um, so when you're in the permitting process with your jurisdiction, city, county, um, any issues that we may have would be corrections. So it's, it's definitely not a disapproval of the permit. They can't do that. It's more or less them giving us corrections to make on your plans for them to get approved. Um, so we get those corrections. We're notified via email, um, or they have a portal electronically that we submit plans to. Or sometimes we have to go in, in person. person. Yeah. So either way, we'll get be notified. We'll be notified, um, and then we'll give our or give the corrections to our plan designer, Adrian. He'll make the corrections. Um, I would say one to two weeks to get those corrections back and made yeah. and submitted back to the HJ for additional review. So that can cause a delay, but we do work with many jurisdictions, so we typically have no problems um, with getting, you know. First time approval with no corrections. Yes. Another thing I wanted to add to this was um, if you have unpermitted equipment on your property, mm-hmm. this will also cause a big issue with these solar plants because yeah. if you want um, your solar panels to go on your patio cover or on your um, different structures such as a carport or a garage or a shed or whatever the case may be, um, that equipment has to be approved and already issued um, from the jurisdiction itself. So an example I have um, is I had a customer who had a wanted to put her panels on her patio cover that was connected to her house, but unfortunately it wasn't permitted. So what we did um, was move all of her panels to her garage, which actually helped with her production, um, ironically enough. And we got everything permitted and finalized and had no problems. Even with the unpermitted structure, you can move your panels somewhere else and get them approved? In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Um, Some jurisdictions are going to have certain regulations and rules that you have to follow in order to get these things um, permitted and get our own solar permit. So, like, for example, the County of Los Angeles, they are extremely picky, um, Mm -hmm. as we both know. Yeah. they will not let us get a solar permit if there's any unpermitted items on the property at all. So it really just comes down to location yeah. and what's unpermitted, how hard it is to get permitted. Um, yeah. So the note to take away from Amber is make sure everything is permitted and it doesn't even have to be with solar that you add onto your property. Um, if you add anything to your to your property and the city has to come out and inspect it, they're going to call you on your unpermitted stuff. So um, it could, you know, cause issues with you getting anything on your home. Yeah. Permitting is... Golden. Fun. (laughs) So what's the most uncommon 
adder that you've gotten um, in your projects since you've been a project coordinator? I would say nothing is uncommon for me. I do it all. <laughs> Whatever you want me to do, that's what I'm going <laughs> Well, I think... What the, about you, Amber? No, I think the most uncommon for me is... Um, Oh, actually, I, I did have one. The most uncommon request I think I've had um, is probably the custom, one of our customers needing all of our technicians' um, IDs before we come out and install. Yes. Yes, <laughs> so, and vaccination cards. And vaccination cards. And even booties to cover your shoes before you entered the house. That's pretty common. Think so? Yeah. I've never had a project do that. Yeah. Is that my phone? Yeah, your phone's going off. Do you want to check it or? Customers text me all day every day. Oh. I like I have like a million friends. You got a million friends. You should put that on camera. Like, oh, you're getting a text from a customer. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should have. So, Amber, after we finally receive the permit, and we get into the install phase. How does that work? Do you call me? Um, how many days does it take? Can you explain that? Yeah, of course. So this is the most exciting part about getting solar. Every time yes. we tell a customer they get their permit, they're so excited, as are we. Um, scheduling comes down to our management. We don't. Your project coordinators are not going to make the schedule. We will relay the schedule. We will we schedule not. your install or your inspections. Um, but the install, it, it averages out to one to two days, depending on your equipment, um, depending on your amount of panels, if Makes you're having sense. roofing done, anything yeah. like that. Um, one, it takes about two weeks to get on to the install calendar after we pull a permit. Um, and then from there, we install and we have inspections. And what inspections are needed? Oh, this also varies depending on the jurisdiction. Yes. The most common, and it's going to happen to everyone, is the final inspection. They'll come out, they'll get all the equipment, they'll make sure it was installed properly according to the plans and everything like that. Um, more uncommon ones are probably with the main service panel upgrade. When you get a main service panel upgrade, um, they obviously rip out your old one, yeah. put in a new one, so you're going to have a stucco around that's going to need to be replaced. A lot of jurisdictions want to look at the last, which is the little metal um, stuff underneath the stucco itself. Um, and they'll want to look at that and then they'll want to do a rough electrical inspection. What else? So I would just say too, um, if you just have a pan, a solar panel installation, that's it. It's typically one inspection. If you have any adders, like Amber was saying, a main service panel upgrade, there's more inspections to follow. Batteries yes. as well. Yes. So it just really depends on what you're getting with us. And we, of course, will um, let you know what inspections are needed so you're well prepared. Ooh. So a failed inspection. <laughs> a failed inspection. Sometimes um, what, uh, what we like to do is schedule the inspection for the same day because our crews are very fast. If you have like 16 to 20 panels, they will most likely take half a day to install. And then the second half is for the inspection. But sometimes the inspector decides to show up early in the morning and uh, yep. we don't pass because the panels aren't on or mm -hmm. uh, the guys just weren't ready. Um, so we have to reschedule. Other things may be... Um, Let's say we didn't put a sticker on. It seems silly, but we cannot pass because of that. Yes. Um, inspectors, they go out there. They want to point out anything they can to not pass. 
Um, I mean, their main concern, too, is to make sure we installed it correctly so you have no issues as a homeowner. Um, other ways is just because um, they just like to find things that will make us fail. But <clears throat> if we do fail with that, of course, we'll come out, fix it, and recall your inspection ASAP so we can get you finalized with that jurisdiction. And we move on to um, submitting the inspection card to Edison. Um, that's the last step of your project um, with moving parts. Yeah. We submit the inspection card to Edison and those documents you had signed with us in the beginning of your project. Yes. Um, and how long does that typically, typically take to get uh, permission to operate, and what is that? So permission to operate is receiving credits for the overproduction from your solar system. Um, you're going to be using Edison at night, which is commonly mistaken. A lot of customers think that once you get solar, you never use Edison ever again, which mm -hmm. is just not true. You will have to use Edison at night because solar works in real time, right? Yeah. So if it works in real time, you're obviously not going to be producing solar at night because yeah. there's no sun out. There's no sun um, So that's where those credits come in from Edison. That's what that application is for. We will refer to it as PTO, which is just short for permission to operate. Um, it takes about 10 business days for Southern California Edison to review the actual application itself. Um, from there, they may there is a couple things that can happen. Um, what are those things? So 10 days, typical time frame. It can be sooner. We've seen it come back in less than 24 hours, which is amazing, right? But sometimes it doesn't. It takes that right. 10 business days. We typically tell the customer if you have just a solar panel installation, let's say less than... 20, 20 panels, panels yeah. then you'll get permission to operate within 10 days. If there are no correct, or if there are no issues on the application, let's yeah. say we put a letter wrong, they're going to, they're going to put it back to us to resubmit. But, um, 10 days typical, but if you do have adders like a battery, um, a generation meter adapter or 50 plus panels, 40 plus panels, you can experience an additional 10 to 20 more business days for you to get permission to operate. Which, this is called technical review. Technical So sending yes. it to technical review just means that they're going to look into it a little bit deeper, make sure mm -hmm. that the equipment is, is installed, um, is verified, and all of it is installed how we say it is. Correct, um, yeah. and another common misconception is that Edison will come out to the property to take a look yes, at everything, yes. and that will not happen. Everything that happens with Edison is remote. Um, you will also um, be on any emails that comes from Edison. So everything that we're seeing in regards to Edison, you'll see in regards to Edison. Um, whatever emails you receive, we'll receive, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and if there's any corrections or anything like that and you have questions, that's what we're here for. We can always answer. Yep. And just to clarify, too, when we submit the inspection card to Edison, it's all electronic, like Amber had said. Um, but you will receive those emails right away. So you'll see that we submitted it. You'll see any progress updates on it. You'll see when you receive permission to operate. So you're updated along with us. Any corrections, we're on top of it. Um, but yeah. Uh, we'll do, we do aftercare emails. So you will get a form of aftercare from Option 1 Solar from your project coordinator. We typically do a closeout call to see if there's any remaining questions or concerns that you have, if there's any um, issues with your monitoring site that you may need some guidance with or something like that. And then we'll send you some aftercare documents. Uh, we always want the homeowner to have their permit, their approved job card, their plans. So that way, if you do um, have future work done, 
you can refer to these documents if the county or whatever says that there's no permit you can say actually there is yep. here it is yep. um it is in a form of an email we'll send it to you you'll have it for your records and if you ever need it again you can't find the email reach out to us and we awesome. will have it to send again also, in the aftercare binder, we always include informational documents, documents which yes. really help you, such as um, panel cleaning services, yes. how to clean your panels, your contract will be in there, your final invoice will be in there, um, tax information will be in there, project directory is in there, so you can find who your project coordinator is, who your sales representative is, um, if you need to speak to anyone in particular, You'll yeah. find that all in there. So we love to give that to you as a customer so you have everything for your records and that we're here if you need us. So with permission to operate, what happens once you get PTO? Do you start receiving credits immediately? Or <laughs> does your bill come the next day? Or what does that look like? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. Okay. Great question, Amber. <laughs> so after you receive permission to operate, that date that you receive it on is called your annual date. So you need to keep that in your records, remember it, because that date next year, that is your annual bill date. And if you owe anything to Edison, you will pay it then. If you don't, um, and of course we offset your system here at Option One Solar, so you shouldn't, um, but if you don't, it's going to be coming in the form of a negative balance. Those are your credits, and they will roll over to the next year. Um, in between those months, though, what Edison does do, which I think is great, is they give you monthly statements um, that yes. show you how well your solar is cover covering your consumption. If you have any credits, it'll show, like I said, in a negative balance. Um, and it will say in bold letters, do not pay. This is a monthly statement. It'll also outline what month you're on. So like, you know, one out of 12, two out of 12, so on and so forth. Um, but what I would like to make clear is you do have a monthly connection fee to Edison. For your that, first year. For your, yeah, for your first year, that's about 15 to $20. It ranges, and that'll be on your last page of your bill. Uh, labeled as a non-bypassable surcharge only for the first year which is um you know Pretty sucks cool. but the second year your credits cover you so either way you're covered in your second year and you should be um you know have a lot of credits by then to cover that small charge yeah and something i want to add to this is how natasha explained you don't want to pay your monthly bill if you do for whatever reason see that you in the summertime the highest peak month um you owe twenty dollars if you pay that bill it is defeating the purpose of those credits because that's why the 12 months is set up for you if you pay the twenty dollars you don't give yourself the opportunity to cover that money with your credits so even though you may be positive um, or have a positive balance for $20 in July. In August, you may be negative 40, which yeah. will cover your $20 plus allow you another $20, excuse me, another $20 of spending or using. Yeah. What we didn't cover, Amber, that I just realized is what happens if there's a problem with my solar? Does a project coordinator take care of that or who takes care of that? Who do I call? 
Yeah, good question. So you can always reach out to your project coordinator. We're always here. Um, that's what we would do. We are here to assist the customers um, and make everything go smooth and have and so you can have a great experience. Um, we do have a technical support department. Our technical support department will schedule any service calls that need to be made, any panels um, that may be not reporting on your app, anything like that. That is a technical support um, issue, and we will direct you straight to them. Uh, they're a great department. They take care of our service calls quickly. I would say within a couple of weeks, um, if it's more urgent, um, within a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, and they take care of all of that. But they will also go over it more in a future episode. So stay tuned to Solar Session. So once your install is complete, same day, you'll get set up with your monitoring. You'll get a link to your email. Um, you will then set up your account, which has already been created for you. You just need to enter your password in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what, what, what do you even see on the app? Like, how do you, what happens? So when we send you the app, it comes from Enphase Enlighten. We, as project coordinators, just to help you, the customer out, we send you a link that comes from Enphase as well. It's a homeowner demo video, and it explains how to navigate the app, yeah. how to understand the different functions that you see. So I would advise, watch that video. It should answer all of your questions. If it doesn't, feel free to give us a call or you can give our monitoring or technical department a call. Thanks for tuning into our solar session. This is Natasha. And Amber. And and we're we're signing signing out. out. Like. And subscribe for more information like this.